Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And man, we have what's what I call in the business a redo today, which is going to be a special treat for everybody listening, because a couple of weeks ago I had Hans on. And for the first time, I don't know, in 300 episodes, I lost the recording. And then it happened a second time that day when I was on with Senator Jesse Keel. I lost the recording again. So we're doing a redo and uh, you guys are going to be in for a special treat. But before we go into that, I just want to thank everybody that listens, watches and reads Must Read Alaska. Our uh, iTunes or our podcast is top 204 different countries on any given week. We just won two major awards from the American Association of Communication and Marketing, which is very exciting. And, uh, you know, we're on a hot streak here in Must Read Alaska land. So if you tune in and listen, we want to thank you. If you want to help keep the lights on at Must Read Alaska, this is uh, <laughs> Suzanne and I are doing pro bono news work. Uh, we, we're not funded by some nonprofit huge conglomerate. We're just funded by everyday folks that care about conservative news, $5 at a time, $10 at a time. So if that's you and you want to help contribute, go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side there, there's a donate button, and we'd love for you to click on that. Our website's going nuts as well in a good way. I don't know, we're having about a million and a half page views every month, uh, and we don't spend any ads uh, to get folks directed to that. So that's just all organic folks that uh, care about conservative news in Alaska. So we all know that folks are obsessed with Alaska, and we're appreciative of everybody that clicks on anything. So without further ado, welcome Hans to the Must Read Alaska show. How are you doing, Hans? I'm doing fantastic, John. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> I love it. So I'm going to uh, I'm gonna tee up for a second because uh, we want to yeah. hear about you, but I want folks to just understand that we do have a special treat here. So Hans and his wife, uh, they've spoken all over the world, teaching folks how to better their lives and, and get some get financial freedom. They had their own forms and seminars that they did. And now Hans uh, has his own book, a number one bestseller on Amazon. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But Hans, before we go into that, I'd love to just hear from you kind of where, where'd you grow up and uh, what kind of got your brain started ticking early to think, man, I got to do something about my situation to better myself. <laughs> That's a, that's a great question. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Hawaii on the big island in Kona, a uh, pretty small town. And um, as to the question, as far as what got me thinking, I, you know, I grew up on the streets, uh, you know, and uh, my in a classic, very broken American home. I, uh, I was raised by a single mom. I had more, uh, you know, father figures in and out of my life than I could count. Um, I, at eight years old, I had started my first business. I would come home from school and pick, uh, these little, uh, flowers off the, uh, trees, the plumeria flowers and make, make these, uh, flowered necklaces and sell them to tourists and, uh, go downtown to the local village and try to sell these things and make money. And that was for like school clothes and groceries. We were on welfare at the time. 
Um, and, uh, you know, if I was lucky, I'd have a little bit of extra money when I was done uh, to go play some video games at the Fun Factory or something like that. So uh, at a really, really early age, I was fortunate um, that I learned the value of, of work and hard work and, and, and learned the lesson that, hey, if I want something, I can go work for it. And uh, I think that really um, was just a huge advantage, even though growing up the way that I did. Uh, to be able to learn that at such an early age, despite those circumstances. And um, I would say as far as my memory goes, I was 12 years old the first time I thought, and this was when we would, you know, every time I'd come home from school, wouldn't know where we were sleeping, if we were in the same house, um, usually slept on a box spring mattress on a porch somewhere. Uh, and I remember one time at 12 years old, just going, man, this sucks. You know, uh, and that was the first time I thought someday I want to be a millionaire. You know, I don't want to have kids someday and have them basically have this same amount of instability and 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 grow up the same way. And that was my earliest you know, memory of, of sort of having that dream and, and getting that vision. So somewhere along the line, you thought to yourself, maybe I should write a book because maybe I'm tired of having this conversation 75 times a day. I'm going to put it in a book. And just tell people to go get the book if they want to learn about it. So tell me about the process of going from, you know, not authored a book to then uh, creating a book and having it be um, pretty successful. The book is called True Wealth Formula, How to Master Money, Live Free and Build a Legacy. So tell me about that process of what it looked like you to what it looked like for you to write a book. It's funny you say that, uh, you know, if you want to solve the problem of having to repeat uh, things to people and you think the answer is to write a book and it'll be easier to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but no, you're right. Um, so, you know, so when I was young in Hawaii, back to Hawaii, I met a guy who was, uh, became my martial arts instructor when I was very young. Cause I was getting beat up every day after school and this and that. And, uh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And he became this kind of really, uh, pivotal person in my life. I found out, um, uh, eventually Again, I was a teenager um, and I eventually found out he was a multimillionaire and, you know, he would talk about the difference between the 99% and the 1% and, um, you know, that stuff really resonated with me. And so he had, uh, he was the first one to tell me, he said, you know, the key to wealth is to get your money working for you instead of you get working for your money. And, um, you know, I was young and I thought, man, that sounds so great. I'm, I'm so fortunate. I know the answer and the key to wealth. <laughs> You know, and uh, and then later on, you know, I got married and we had kids and we started businesses and we we're doing all this stuff and we we're making money and doing all this thing. But I was like, OK, what was that secret, that wealth secret again? And so I started to think about it and I thought, well, wait a second, I already know the answer. But then every time I would look at this thing that, that I learned from, him, I thought, well, but how do I do it? You know, and uh, so it's funny because, you know, when we get into um these various, you know, uh, success niches and investing niches and wealth niches and this and that. We hear all these really cool things, and uh, they all sound great and they get us motivated. And 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 the principles are important. But um, for me, after years and years of doing this, and again being, you know, a CEO and a, and a successful business owner and working with accountants, I would sit down with accountants and I would, they would just, I would just get confused. Um, I I started to really put a lot of thought into this, and I thought, you know what? Um, there's got to be an actual formula to this. There's got to be a, a, a mathematical formula that if you just like you add two plus two, you get four, you know, um, and, and if we're talking about money or 
you know, to keep it simple, wealth is, we define wealth in the book much broader than money. But if we're just talking about the resources side of it, because most people struggle with debt, um, you know, right, we were just, you and I were just talking right now, the stats, the latest stats on the credit card debt are hitting, bumping up against a trillion dollars, the highest it's ever been. Um, and so at the end of the day, what happens is, is people get overwhelmed with all those great sounding ideas and principles uh, and all that messaging. And for me, uh, this was over two decades ago. I started to put together some some formulas, basically some mathematical equations that if you follow these uh, formulas, you you get a result no matter what, because you can't add two plus two and not get four. So it really com comes down to that kind of level. So nice. What's what's one thing you wish, you know, you could go tell yourself you're 20. Uh, if you could go back in the future or back to the past 20 years, what's something you would tell yourself? as like an aha moment of like, hey, remember to do this because this is going to be important. You, you mean like practically speaking, like from a, a finance standpoint? Yeah, or just as, as you're building your businesses or just, you know, really with anything, your family, your business life. What's one thing you wish you could go back and tell your, your old self 20 years ago? Yeah, okay. So I have to, okay. So we've always sort of kind of, and, and I talk about it in the book that, you know, there's three things. If we're talking about true wealth, we're talking about relationships, health, and resources. There's other things as well, but most other things can fall into that category. And, um, you know, I think there's different answers to that question. <laughs> you know, I could look back and 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 be critical of 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 things that I uh, or tell myself something different from the standpoint of health, of health or relationships. Overall, I think it's easy to be. Um, sort of a it's 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 easy to in hindsight being 2020 and to over critique ourselves sometimes and i think given the background that the way that i grew up and whatnot sorry about that um you know i look back and go okay i did you know pretty okay there always room for improvement but i'll I, to be real specific on the finance side there's a couple things that um, sometimes we get these ideas and we try all these things for many, many years because I was a business owner and I felt more comfortable getting my hands on things. Um, I didn't really dive into some of the passive strategies and the stuff that can be set up at a very early age that can compound on autopilot. And you and I were just talking about that before we got started. I've seen some of our clients right now that are just having incredible success, uh, and, and it's almost set and forget. And so, yeah, if I could go back 20 years or 30 years to my younger self, um, I would have to say that there's some opportunity in the dividend space uh, where you can basically compound at very high yields uh, and, uh, you know, manage the volatility. But when you get started young and you do it right uh, and you structure this stuff correctly, you, you can literally be, and mathematically, that's kind of what True Wealth Formula is all about, is to get the math set up right uh, so that you're you're hitting financial independence in 10 years. And a lot of guys I have hitting it a lot less than that. So that sounds crazy, but in all reality, that's oftentimes conservative because the math works. Um, and we have a situation in our country where people get those people get the math inverted and they get caught and trapped inside of a debt pyramid. Yeah. Um, and so the, all that leverage and all that compound interest is working against them instead of learning how to plant that seed early and uh, really see it multiply. So, so talk to me a little do. bit about, we, we were talking before about one of these particular uh, success stories, a guy that you had on a couple, a week or so ago, 
tell me a little bit about, I know you're get, releasing a video about him. So tell me a little bit about this uh, gentleman who uh, lives in the inner city in New York. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So his name's Lenny. And uh, so you're right. I had, I had, a, I, I, I interviewed him. We did a live and he's been a client with ours uh, of ours for a while. Um, he really has been applying for about two years. Uh, so I think he's been a client for maybe uh, two and a half years or so. He lives in the projects. Um, he lives in slums, uh, he and his wife. And they've tried all kinds of stuff, home-based businesses. They've done all kinds of things, you know, uh, over the years. And he got started with True Wealth Formula. He started applying the, the system and, and the ratios and, and, and this one particular strategy that we're talking about, right? Um, and so I had him on and he was sharing his story. Excuse me. And he uh, he went from, so, so he lives in the projects um, they, and he was telling, and I was blown away. I, didn't, I had no idea. First of all, he, uh, and they're in somewhere and he said it, he said the slums in New York, he said, he, he goes, he goes, there are people, um, on, in our lobby shooting up. He goes, wow. I'm not kidding. When I tell you we live, you know, I'm not making this sound, you know, nice. Anyway, he went from having, uh, 20, he got, he had, he got laid off during the pandemic. He had no work. He was unemployed and he started this while he was unemployed. And he started with twenty thousand. That was his entire savings, and his his accounts over a hundred thousand. And this was in two years. Um, and he's got his numbers all dialed. He and his wife they know exactly what their numbers are. And he said it on the thing. And we're going to be posting the video at, at uh, on my website here um, in a day or two, so people can actually see. Because so many people are like, "Oh my God, I missed it. I got to get the replay." Oh, you wouldn't believe this. Um, Facebook took the the thing down it it it, it shut the replay uh, as soon as we were done we were talking for like an hour and i call it automatic paychecks because i'm like wow okay this is this is really working and then what i was telling you earlier is it's like yeah i re kind of regret i haven't really pushed this so hard with our clients because i'm i'm sort of hesitant i like them to try to figure out what they you know what's best for them anyway um but yeah we lost it it went down everybody's like oh my god i missed it but we're gonna get it posted on the website but it's super inspiring so inspiring i got so inspired by his by him sharing his results and um and it was just really exciting he goes yeah no we're not leaving the slums man are you kidding we're stacking we're <laughs> you know we're saving so much money right now he goes everything we're doing we're just pouring it in and we're just compounding and then he goes every and he's making a thousand dollars a month in passive income right now uh in dividend checks and every single month it's growing uh every single month he's getting a raise so anyway it's pretty cool he's working full time um he he gets overtime and he just just stacks it into his uh wealth account and just super awesome so that's awesome that sounds like he is a happy camper <laughs> yeah 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 so he's tell me guy. about what do you think about the political let's shift gears for a second the political landscape here in the US what's as a guy that's been very successful, owned and operated several successful businesses, tell me about what you think the climate is in the U.S. and if it's helpful to uh, business men and women or or detrimental. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, probably going to open a can of worms here with me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. You know, I'm that gen. I'm on that generation that is kind of like glossed over, and everybody kind of just like 
pretends doesn't exist anymore. And it kind of makes sense because we kind of known for raising our kids. We we're just out on the streets, you know, we didn't come home until it was late at night. And it was like, we came home when it was like, Oh, I'm hungry, you know, kind of thing, you know, and uh, that, that type of thing. But um, so I, I definitely lean, I lean kind of uh, quite a bit more towards, Hey, you know, figure it out, do it yourself, you know, kind of thing. Um, like the very first, uh, page on the book is it says just flat out no one's going to do no one will do for you what you're not willing to do for yourself so it's it's I come from kind of that that tough love uh, kind of perspective uh, and as far as the political scene I mean it's been it's been a disaster for for years <laughs> you know and it's it's in my opinion this is all my opinion so I hope I don't uh, step on a toes here but I mean it's just it's just it's just theater you know and I look at our country right now today and I look at the um, uh, now, to be fair, uh, we have a real problem uh, that's been going on for quite a while, um, and that's crony cronyism, crony capitalism. And uh, right now we have a lot of movements going on in the country, uh, pushing more towards socialism, even uh, far more extreme than that. But the problem is, is that we're we're not even really running. We don't have capitalism, a correct capitalism, because capitalism is supposed to penalize failure and it's supposed to flush failure and bad ideas out of the system. And uh, that's what the whole bankruptcy uh, process is for, so that new ideas can be birthed and new people and, and it can get started and get going. Uh, crony capitalism, basically, and this all started with the two big, uh, two big to fails back in the global financial crisis. Um, and a lot of people got burned by that because it was the slowest economic recovery ever. Um, and, you know, you have these low interest rates and on and on and on. Um, but it's really created a problem where you're bailing out people that are the insiders and meanwhile, um, the the social contract is is being abused. And uh, so I think there's a, a lot of reasons behind some of the stuff that's going on today. Um, and at the end of the day, the answer is no one will do for you what you're not willing to do for yourself. Um, you know, if you're sitting waiting around for somebody else to come help you. Um, and now you, that, now, you're going to be waiting you're, a long time. <laughs> you're going to be waiting a long time. Now, if you have now, this is different. If you have family and neighbors, you know, that's a different thing. Local communities you know, where we help each other and, and, and we're there for each other. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting caught up in some of this national messaging and all this stuff where you're sitting around, you're thinking, hey, uh, I just, you know, I, I, it's, I need my break or whatever it is. That ain't going to happen. And the thing, and, and this is what's cool about our world today is there's never been a better time to learn you know, to learn new skills. There's so much opportunity out there. So there's a polarity. While we have these problems in our society and we have this abusive system and we have, uh, I lean very strongly conservative and 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 maybe the only thing stronger than that is my, lib is, is a kind of the li more libertarian, you know, kind of like, hey, uh, live and let live. Don't fool around people's personal life. You know, keep things as small as possible because there's corruption and inefficiency everywhere. So if you if you grow government and you grow these mega corporations that control everything, you're just going to have more inefficiency and more corruption. And uh, so rein it in. Keep personal responsibility high. But but on the flip side of that, there's a ton of opportunity for people. Mm -hmm. um, people like you that are doing look at this show and congratulations on your awards and everything that you're doing. And uh, who would have thought a few years ago um, that that could be done from Alaska? You know, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, awesome. like 10, 10 years ago, unless you worked for NBC, ABC, CNN, Fox News, you couldn't have a show like this. Yeah, exactly. So tell me a little bit about what are you what's your thoughts on, you know, when you and I grew up, 
you got a, you know, and your people are playing little league sports, you got a ribbon if you were first place, second place, or third place, and that's it. Um, now everybody gets a participation trophy and a pat on the back just for showing up. Do you think that that's a, been detrimental to our culture? Um, everybody wins as opposed to if you ain't first, you last. Uh, I think, you know, I, I, I think everything has every coin. Every, there's two sides to every coin. So I understand the idea that, um, you know, you want to make people feel good and, and help their self-esteem. OK, well, let me just tell you, let me just tell you something. Nothing helps your self-esteem more than accomplishing something, than getting something done, than working hard. Right. If I, I can I can uh, people can tell me, oh, you're good. You did this, blah, 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 blah. But if I don't feel good inside because I'm not producing something and it could just be like something simple, like cleaning my room or cleaning my office or whatever. If I'm productive, I feel good. And so I think that's, I think we've absolutely, yeah, I, I you know, and, and in reality, life is, life is not easy. Life, there's no such thing as fairness in life. You know, um, there's a, a lot of randomness in life. You know, you or I could step out on the street, maybe not you, because just you have more risk of uh, grizzly bear getting <laughs> moose attacks. On, yeah, I could step out on the street, get run over by a bus, you know. Um, and so there's no guarantees in life. There's, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of risk. And um, we have to accept that we that that, you know, not everybody's going to get a, a participation trophy in the game of life. Um, and what happens and this is I'm looking at the big, big picture, long term historical cycles and trends. Um, we are in a cycle currently because uh, this is one of the things we study with with TWF and some of the other stuff that stuff that we do um, is we're we're in a it, it, when you look at civilization and the way that civilization peaks and then collapses and then peaks again and then collapses. Um, we're we're in that state right now where we're we're very much peaked peaking or peaked and and rolling over and one of the classic uh, symptoms of it is softness um, when society becomes soft and it's not just physically soft but mentally soft then society collapses and I'm not talking about collapses like forever or anything like that it just it goes through cycles and um, you know so. You know, one of the things I always try to do is, you know, just embrace the suck. You know, there's things in my life I don't like doing um, or I'm not good at. Um, and that's one of the things back to your point about the participation trophy thing. You know, part of that is to teach us what we should be focused on and doing and not put energy into things we're not good at, you know, um, and to keep trying and keep trying and failing, trying and failing. And eventually we're going to figure out what works for us. I like that. One of one of the, the quotes that I like, I have no idea who said this, but hard times create strong men, strong men create hard times uh, or good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. Yes. And um, I feel like we are somewhere on the downswing because, um, you know, there's I look around the room and I don't see a lot of strong men or women uh leading the cause. And so I'm very thankful that you're still out there doing that. Give a, give me a, um, a question to you is this is, you know, somewhere along the line, you and your wife created a very successful business. What was the moment in time that you both kind of looked at each other and were like, holy crap, this is working. Like we've just put in five years of 27 hour days, you know, 27 hour day work days. And this is finally working. Like this is the business is growing. People are people's lives are being changed. Talk to me about how that, talk to me about that moment and, and if it was, you know, super important to help you 
keep keep at it in this thing called life? That's that's such a great question, uh, John. Um, so this kind of goes back to what I was saying about trying and failing and trying and failing. And we had um, not necessarily failed. We had several successful businesses, but then went through a season where we were she was really focused on being a mother. And we had we were raising kids, um, you know, five kids in total, uh, you know, and so she was not speaking anymore. And, and I was doing different things and um, working a couple of businesses and, and neither there was two businesses that I was involved in and they didn't go anywhere, but I learned some skills. Uh, and then uh, we started uh, speaking and training and doing seminars. And I applied those skills to that business and it just took off and exploded. Um, and I would say that the, the, the part about it that makes it worthwhile is when you can focus on seeing other people's success and you can like, like we were just talking about Lenny and, uh, how much that's fired me up and inspired me, um, doing that interview with him, uh, last week and hearing his story and, and, and hearing the, what he's done. Right. So, uh, so definitely back to, you know, when we were getting started and it's true. I mean, the first couple of years, no, uh, all we were doing was feeding this business, you know, mm -hmm. working crazy hours and, and nights, uh, no collecting, no paychecks or anything like that. We had other income sources, uh, fortunately, but a lot of times businesses are like that. You know, you put a lot of sweat equity into it. And, um, but I would say when the, uh, when that momentum started to kick in and, and you see the testimonials and you see the results that people are getting and you focus, when you see that, when you have a business and you start to see your clients or your customers having success, that's what you focus on. And the more you focus on that, the more, tighter you stay with the market. Uh, and, and that gets difficult as a business grows, you can get kind of disconnected from that market. Um, and so it's just fun. It's really, it's really fun when you, when you can stay close and tight to it. How, how have, uh, has it been tough to balance, you know, most people have an experience showing up to an event that they're running and there's thousands of people there and you're speaking, has it been tough to balance? Everybody wants to be your friend, but you can't have, a thousand best friends and being able to experience, you know, true community with folks that are, you're actually close with, as opposed to, you know, it's just tough when you have a certain amount of following and everybody wants to be your best friend. How, how has it been juggling that? I'm just curious um, uh, if it's been hard that, or if it's been yeah. easy. Yeah, that, that is a, that that is a whole conversation we could have sometime, my friend. That, <laughs> well, and and no, seriously, um, I think people don't realize um, when you're if you're a public figure, um, and even if it's in a niche that you can walk down the street and people don't recognize you, but in your niche, it's like um, a big deal. You know, specifically like you're talking about, we would run events and yes, thousands of people, um, and it it different personalities handle it differently. Some people love it. Uh, and some people just do great, you know, um, other people don't particularly like the attention, but they do an incredible job at just connecting with people and focusing on the person. And that that's my wife. She is incredible at just the way she can really pour her heart into people and focus on what their needs are and, and just be so present for them. I struggled with that for years. Um, and it, it was very difficult for me because I tend to lean more introverted. I like 
to, I like my quiet time. I like to think mm-hmm. and just write and just like research and do stuff. Um, and now if I get fired up and like you and I are chit chatting right now and I, I get my energy going, yeah, it's, it's no problem. But, um, I, I did, I struggled with the, with, with the intrusions and trying to keep the balance, um, and, and not really knowing, okay, who can I trust? Mm. Um, what does this person want from me? Uh, so, you know, it's tough. Cause I feel like, you know, at least for my friends that are, uh, in politics or whatever, everybody seems to always have an angle. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Particularly in, in that space. That's, that's brutal. Um, yeah. So what, what's, uh, you know, for, for folks, li- the folks that are listening out there who maybe they're struggling to find community, what's some advice you'd give them as they're navigating, even, you know, they may just have a nine to five job and they're just having a hard time finding friends, you know? Yeah. It's well, just some people, it's just tough for folks. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's interesting. I have a, a take on this. Um, you know, a lot of people are looking online for that community and that sense of, of um, you know, connection. And of course, we know this has been going on for a long time. I actually think the answer and you can find some great communities online. You can meet some incredible people in, in, in different groups and whatnot. You know, we have one with our um with our 2L formula members. Uh, and, and it's, it's fantastic to have those and to become, you know, get, get plugged into something that's positive that you can basically have a, something that's moving you forward. I think people, sometimes they get caught in, in groups or communities where there's no, um, you know, like you could spend hours on social media and you're talking to strangers and there's where, you, where are you going? You know what I mean? If you track the amount of time into it over X amount of days, weeks, months, years, what what is that actually doing for your life versus there's groups that you can become a part of that you can look back a month ago, uh, uh, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, and you go, holy crap, my life is completely different. You know, it's not the same thing anymore. Um, but aside from all of that, I actually think the way forward, not discounting what I just said, but I think the way forward, my friend, is is neighbors, mm-hmm. um, is is local stuff, uh, walking, getting outside and walking and, and actually talking to our neighbors more. You know, I think that our world has partly become screwed yeah. up. And we're like this. We're like this on our phones all day long. Like, yes, yeah. And they don't actually you know, talk to real people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and so you go, I've traveled over 40 countries. And, you know, when you travel and you go to these other, you go to other places, you'd be amazed at how many, how, how much people are just sitting out at night, sitting on their porches, just talking to each other. They're walking around, talking to their neighbors, they're hanging out um, and they know each other, you know, and, and we live in society, in a society today, we live in neighborhoods, we live in cities that we don't even know who's right next door to us. Um, So I think that there's going to be a reversion to that in the coming years. I think that that's going to be a place that people are going to find incredible value uh, that they couldn't have imagined. And there's something to the, for the heart, soul, and spirit that that does that you can never get in a device um, in the digital realm. So I love that. I think that folks, if you're listening, you know, get getting back to the basics of just talking and interacting with people and totally. being kind. Oftentimes today, people revert to just being a complete a-hole and uh, we need to learn the art of kindness again. My mom always said, if somebody's mean to you, just kill them with kindness. And I think that there's something to be said about that generation and just knowing how to be a good person, even through, even through hard times. So um, 
So who's been a hero to you in your life? I'm sure you've had several, but talk to me about one that sticks out to you and why have they been a hero to you? So, so yeah, I know we, we, we talked about this last time, my wife, like, it's hard for me, you know, and I thought about that. I was like, that was kind of a, God, what kind of answer is that? Not that, wait a second. You're earning brownie points is what you're doing. Yeah, totally. (laughs) You know, you can't go wrong with that, but uh, no, I mean, how could I not? I mean, give me a break. She's like super, super wife, you know, amazing Uh, to do what she's done. She, she could have, if she wanted to run that career even further, uh, she really could have done that in a way that is, you know, at, at, and, you know, she chose family. She chose uh, to be dedicated and a dedicated mother and wife. Um, and, uh, you know, she's just really overall character and who she is, just really inspiring. And she's absolutely my best friend. We've had uh, we've gone through all kinds of craziness. We've been together now. I think we're coming up on 32 years, 31 years. Nice. Congratulations. Um, we so we sort of celebrate the time we 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 uh we kind of did things backwards but uh you know that's that's it that's a big task you know we've been married officially for 29 and and then we're celebrating our 31st together so um you know that's that's no joke you know uh and especially for us both of us came from pretty dysfunctional upbringing so um to have to figure out the things we figured out and survive it to survive each other is is no joke so that's awesome so let's say we have somebody listening here we're going to have somebody listening that's what maybe they're in the middle of starting a business. Maybe they're on the front end, they're in college and they're thinking to themselves, they're, you know, two years into college and thinking, I'm not learning anything here. I want to just go start to do what I want to do in life. What kind of advice would you give somebody who's on the cusp of potentially wanting to start a business? Uh, You know, you can't go wrong learning sales and, you know, uh, it, 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 for some personality types, it's like, oh my God, no. But then if that's the case, you, you all the more why go through a season in your life uh, where you, where you learn sales, learn, learn sales, learn how to work with people, uh, you know, and you could do it through on the job training. If you, if you, if you, I, I always had this thought because I didn't go to college or anything like that. You know, uh, I was lucky to escape high school uh, <laughs> where, where I grew up. Um, and, uh, you know, I was exactly that person that you just described. I was like, what, what am I going to go to college for? You know? Um, but, um, you know, in my case, it was like, okay, you got to learn to sell. So you find a, either a home-based business or some opportunity, or if the best setup is if you can work with somebody and mentor under somebody. And I used to have this thing, thought, I said, you know what, I'm going to make up uh, in work ethic what I lack in skill. And, uh, you know, so you just focus on working hard and and showing up early and, and you know, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, be polite, learn good manners, everything you just said, be kind, you know, put out effort. Um, and people say, well, okay, yeah, then you're just sort of like looking to be taken advantage of. Well, yes, uh, that will happen. And go, so, and guess what? That's life. You know what I mean? There's no, <laughs> part, there's no, life, life is not work like, oh yeah, uh, you're never going to be taken advantage of, robbed from, stolen from, bad things are going to happen. No. Since our ancestors, since the beginning of time, <laughs> that's how life has been. It's always been that way. There's randomness. There are things we can't control. There's uncertainty. There's risks, right? It's never not been that way. And, um, you know, if we try to eliminate that completely, we end up uh, doing the exact opposite. We end up creating more risk. And that's where we're at in uh, society now. So, um, you know, it's just, yeah. And you learn, you know, you make mistakes. 
uh, maybe you work with a, a bad person that takes advantage of you, you're going to learn from that. And then, and, and so you're going to be picking up skills along the way. And what I always tell people is, is focus on high value skill sets. And so, you know, the basics are, are learning to sell, working with people, um, project management is huge finance. If you can pick up some finance, um, skill sets, uh, product development, marketing, uh, you know, trading, if you want to, if you, if you're into the markets, but there's just so much opportunity, uh, creative doing content development, um, you know, things like what you're doing and what, what I'm doing. Uh, and so, yeah, there's just a ton of opportunity out there. And good grief. What can't you learn on YouTube nowadays? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, my, my son and I, um, my, he, um, uh, he wanted to start a business, uh, three years ago when he was eight and a half and his, his, um, his sister had a, had a business, still has a business and was, has been successful. And, and, um, so he wanted to write a book. So I took him through a year process. Now a year process is for a nine-year-old is a long time. It seems like eternity yeah. and writing a book and hiring, a, a, somebody to do the illustrations and hiring an editor and all these things. And man, uh, a year later, he uh, wrote a book, had it published, and became a number one seller on Amazon at age Oh, my 10. gosh. And he's in the middle of starting a second business. And I think that um, oftentimes people don't succeed because they don't they don't even try. They're too scared. They're fearful. And one of the things I always tell people, like, I got my son into, we haven't done this yet, but he's very excited to do this, flipping shoes on eBay you know, something super simple, like wow. anybody can do everybody, you know, except for Alaska, because we only have one in Anchorage has these, you know, Ross dress for less and Burlington coat factories and these kind of like second tier stores that um, get brand new goods for super cheap. I mean, anybody could walk into any of these stores and literally buy Nikes for 20 bucks and sell them for 40 on eBay all day long. I mean, it's, it's stuff that um, low hanging fruit that literally anybody can do uh there's always opportunity to make money i tell people you're, you're absolutely right so what's next for you you uh you and your wife have figured out a, a roadmap and a formula on how to have a very successful business that empowers people to achieve their goals and now you've written this book and do you see uh this this is the kind of that next thing you're going to have speaking engagements on the book and and I'm, my guess is you probably already have in groups around um, help helping people and uh, be empowered and better their lives. How could somebody get involved if they're listening and they're like, oh, I want to I want to figure out what the hell Hans is doing, because it sounds amazing. What could how can somebody get more information and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So um, definitely True Wealth Formula has been sort of my focus for some time and it still is. I, I I'm very passionate about it. I think. Um, in part, because to me, true wealth is so much more than just the monetary side of it. So it does cover uh, and it really does focus on the whole person, uh, which is critical character. Um, you know, what 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 grow to, what good is all the riches of the world if, if we don't have the character uh, to manage them properly and to, and to treat people uh, with kindness and including ourselves, you know, um, and uh so, but that's definitely where my focus is at is working with people and helping them get this, get the money side, uh, dialed down because there's no dialed in. I mean, um, because if, if you can apply a mathematical formula to your personal finance, 
um, then all of a sudden you, you, the light bulb goes on. And that was my frustration because there's some great books and great teachings out there. But at the end of the day, um, I was like, okay, but now what, what do you do? You know? And so, uh, true wealth formula, you know, what it does is it really focuses on that, um, you know, it deals with the budgeting side. It deals with the human psychology side. It deals with getting those those targets down to exact numbers. The debt payoff. We were talking about that earlier. Accelerating that debt payoff, and then exactly where to how to convert that earned income into unearned, or the money I work for, and, and get the money working for me instead of me working uh, for my money all the time. So people just get caught in that uh, in that trap, and um, and so. Uh, you know, they can find, uh, they can basically find out. So we have the book, the book's available at amazon.com. It's the only place that, that I sell it. Uh, and, um, you know, there's reviews on there. It's five-star rated. People can read the reviews and, and see what people have said. Um, they can also go to truewealthformula.com and they can essentially, um, get some information there and, and, uh, Lenny's video will be up. And so they can watch that. And then we have a, a monthly subscription for members and it's $29 a month. And that's our implementation program where we take people step-by-step, step, you know, step one, step two, step three. And then we have an app that we've developed that I've uh, invested too much money into, um, that basically <laughs> that, because again, I said, okay, well, if this is really true, if it's mathematical, we should be able to break this down into an algorithm and we should be able to build an app around this. Um, and now the individual can plug their numbers in. And then what's so exciting about this, John, is, is that once you know the formulas, you, you, know, you know where the levers are. So you can move this lever and you see what happens over here. Move this lever. Oh, what happens here? And, um, and it's just really empowering. And I, I guess for me, I'm just super passionate about this because of my upbringing, to be honest, you know, and um, just struggling as a young father and, and, and trying to figure life out and the world out. And also making money mistakes along the way. I talk about my my biggest mistakes and failures and stupid, dumb. I don't want to cuss on your program, but uh, you know, uh, you know. Um, but uh, you know, so it's just it's just yeah. Skip all the mistakes and the shortcuts, and um, go straight to what works, and and uh, you know, have fun. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to get away from this message. Uh, there's other things I'm passionate about, but. This is the thing I see people really struggling with, and um, we have an awesome system. It's fun and a great group of people uh, with it. So this is nice. where I'm at. So for folks that are listening uh, and uh, you want to read this book, it's True Health Formula, How to Master Money, Live Free, and Build a Legacy. Uh, if you go to Amazon, you can check it out. But for a special lucky guest, we're going to be giving away a book, hopefully signed by Hans and uh towed it off to wherever you live. So if you want to enter to win that, I'll put the uh, ways on how to do that in the description of the podcast. But all you have to do is like, comment, share, or tag a friend in this Facebook post that will be up and you'll enter to win. You could do all four and that's four entries. And then also, if you email me, john at mustreadalaska.com, J-O-H-N at mustreadalaska.com, I will send a free copy of this book. I'll buy it myself to 10 folks. Uh, if you email me your address and your name, I will send you a book to the first 10 people that email me. So um, Hans, before we head off here, do you have any, any last minute things or observations you'd like to talk about? You know what? I just, uh, first of all, I, I can't, I keep, every time I think about your name, I think, dude, is your name really John Quick? How did you get that <laughs> name? Uh, <laughs> I thank my dad for that. Yeah. 
And boy, and when the John Wick movies came out, you're pulling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, John Wick. So when people can say John Wick, I just kind of let it happen. I'm like, if I was yeah. John Wick, that would be epic. So just, yeah, totally. you know. But uh, anyway, no, I just think what you're doing is awesome. Getting getting the word out. Alaska is an amazing place. Uh, I think I told you last time my wife and I went there a couple of years ago up in the uh, uh, is it Prince William Sound. We 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 took a a rail from uh, we flew into Anchorage. We we jumped on a, a train down to Whittier. I mean, it was so gorgeous. I couldn't believe it. I was absolutely blown away. Uh, because it was, it was flowers everywhere. It's like this place looks like Hawaii. What's going on here? And and and. Uh, it was just gorgeous. We had an incredible time. Saw the glaciers, saw the stock, bears and, and salmon. And, and uh, you know, it was just it was just super cool. But, um, you know, more importantly, uh, you know, doing what you're doing, getting the message out. Uh, you know, I can tell that you've, you've got a bigger message. Uh, uh, you're using Alaska, which is some great bait. But, um, you know, you're doing an important work. So, you know, my message to everybody is is just find something you're, you're passionate about ultimately, but don't think that that's where you're going to start. You know what I mean? Learn how to work hard, learn work, good work ethics, learn good character, you know, learn some of these other skill sets that we talked about, learn how to get your finances dialed down and buttoned. You know, you get that done early, man, the world is yours, you know? And, um, and then through time, if you, uh, if you don't give up, just don't give up, uh, you're going to find something that you're just awesome at that nobody can do as good as you can do. Or, or at least in the way that you do it. And, and uh, you know, there's a hurting world out there and it needs your voice. It needs who you are. And, um, you know, and it doesn't matter. Big is not the thing. It's just quality. You know, sometimes uh, less is more and quality is where it's at. And uh, we, we, we don't need to live in a world that judges each other by the size of things, but really just by character. And I think that's the world that a lot of people want. Uh, I know it's a world that um, many famous people talked about. And uh, so I hope that's the world that I get to see more of from my kids and grandkids. And, and uh, you know, we'll see how we go. We each, we, we each got to do the best we can with what we got. So Nice. Well, thank you so much, Hans, for joining us. And for folks listening, uh, I will put a link in the description so you can go check out everything Hans is doing. And if you just caught maybe the last five or 10 minutes, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the whole thing. It will inspire you to get off your keister and potentially do something about a situation you don't like. Everybody has hopes and dreams, and not everybody's hopes and dreams are are being actively lived in their own life. So Hans can inspire you to go uh, live those those uh, dreams that you had maybe as a kid or maybe in college. There's no better time than now. It's never too late. So thank everybody for uh, listening, watching, and reading Must Read Alaska. Tomorrow, we have uh, two guests, special guests, uh, Mark Linquist, who's a New York Times bestseller for books. Uh, he's going to be on tomorrow. He was in the Brat Pack. We've all heard of the Brat Pack of the movie industry. Mark was in the Brat Pack of the author industry. He authored his first New York Times bestseller while he was in college in the early 90s. And he is a bit of a legend, has a cult following in the in the book world. And he just does that on the side. He's a full-time prosecutor for his day job. So that'll be a very interesting um, episode. And then we have a candidate for Anchorage Assembly, Spencer Moron, as well. So you won't want to miss out. Until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thanks so much.